Bird joy to me is that warm, fuzzy feeling that birds give you when you're out there, when they make you smile, when they when they start to make you realize your place in this universe, right? Where it's just like, when you start to pay attention to birds, I mean, literally just pay attention, you'll, you'll just get blown away at, you know, not only their beauty, but like the diversity and how many different birds are around you. And when you start to actually pay attention and you're mindful and you're living in the moment, you really start to appreciate that and it makes you happy. I always tell people, I believe birds save me. Welcome to the open air. This is Jesse Raisler, and you're listening to Open Air Humans, stories of how people have found a happier, healthier, more human life outdoors. My guest today is Dexter Patterson, who enthusiastically extols the many benefits of what he calls bird joy through his exuberant online presence, The Wisco Birder. Birds came to Dexter when he was going through a really dark period in his life, and he's now on a mission to inspire other people to slow down, look up, and let the magic of birding bring all of us the joy it brings him. This episode is brought to you by The Open Air Outpost, a new nature escape with luxury tiny cabin and glamping options just two hours northeast of the Twin Cities. It's a place where we made it easy to put into practice all the wisdom we've learned from the guests on this very show. You can even book unique experiences with some of them as part of your stay. Learn more at openairoutpost.com. Without further ado. Before I found birds, I was depressed. I was overweight. There were days where I didn't want to get out of bed. I just didn't feel like myself. Um, And this was pre-pandemic. And then all of a sudden, here we are, pandemic hits. And now isolation and all these other things started to happen that made those dark clouds darker, that that made these feelings um, stronger. And I was in desperate need of something. Um, So I just started trying to get outside, you know, picking myself up, getting outside. And I just started paying attention to birds. And (laughs) and it's so funny because I've always liked them, right, Jesse? I've always liked birds. I told people, like, my whole life I've liked them. And I would see something. Every once in a while you might see a cardinal or a blue jay. I'm like, what? Right? Like, I'd be, like, (laughs) super excited about it. Um, But I started really paying attention. And I... I talk about paying attention because once you start to pay attention, it's hard to stop. Mm -hmm. And as I'm walking and I had no, no, at this time, when I first started really getting serious, I didn't have binoculars. I didn't have, you know, fancy cameras or any of that. I was just out like with my iPhone six and like (laughs) walking my dog and, and looking at birds. And then all of a sudden I started to see things I've never seen before. Right. And and that curiosity really sparked something in me. It it really like it made me want to get out of bed. It made me want to go find something else that was new. And mm. and at that time, I was actually really blessed. My college advisor, um, Dr. Jeff Galligan, 
he was the only black man I knew that was a birder. And not only was he a birder, he was really good. So like, <laughs> um, as I'm exploring and I'm walking around in my neighborhood and I'm seeing these new birds that I've never seen before. Oh, that's not a robin, right? Like everybody <laughs> sees an American robin or that's not a, that's not a cardinal. That's not a blue jay. That's not a crow. That's not a sparrow. You know, the ones that you're kind of all familiar with mm-hmm. and, Bless his heart, I'd send him all these pictures. I'm like, Jeff, what's this bird? And he'd tell me, <laughs> what's this bird? And he'd tell me. So he was my bird guy, you know? He was my bird guy. And awesome. I, I am forever grateful for that because he really encouraged me. And there's something about the momentum of of exploring the new that I really appreciate. Mm. And being outside. And, and it was just like being outside and discovering all these beautiful new birds that are in my neighborhood, albeit right, like I'm literally just in my neighborhood. So it kind of really blew my mind and got me thinking about what the heck else is out there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, and, and and next thing you know, you know, this guy that's, you know, not feeling good about himself, who's overweight and, and, and sad, you know, I just didn't feel like myself, you know, the compounding of, depression and and pandemic and being locked down like I just needed something and and that was it man the birds really did it for me and really wanted me you know before you know it you know I didn't want to lay in the bed and I wasn't you know I was excited to get up and try to explore some of these natural areas in my in my uh where I live that I've never even been to right Mm -hmm. like I was just like next thing you know I'm looking up county parks I'm looking up nature conservancies and these protect, these protected wildlife areas that are so, so beautiful. And I always say they're, they're there for us. Um, they're, they're obviously there to protect nature, but they're also there for us to explore them and appreciate the beauty. And then we kind of understand we gotta, we gotta take care of this stuff. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. before you know it, man, I was, I was like, well, maybe I need some binoculars. You know, maybe maybe I might need a little point and shoot digital camera or something because I was really, really hooked and and it didn't take long. Yeah, I I, like I said, I I always liked birds, but I never gave them the attention they deserved. Right. This has got to be one of the I think the biggest silver linings of the pandemic for so many people, right, is they found themselves getting outside and paying closer attention to things. For me, it it was with foraging and I had a similar uh, friend who I was texting plants to and I was saying, what's this plant? What's this plant? (laughs) And and the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. And then you do want to know more. Um, and it's addicting in a really positive way. And like you said, you, you find yourself wanting to get out there and you learn so much, um, with birding for me, I'm, I'm very new to it. And it's like, you know, sort of foraging was a, a, a gateway for me to start paying attention to, to everything more closely. And I think my first, um, uh, exposure to birding was through the more the pop culture side of things with the movie, the big year. Are you familiar with that one? Oh, yeah. 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 With uh, Steve Martin and Jack Black and Owen Wilson, for those that don't know, super fun movie. Uh, It it does show maybe the more extreme side of of birding culture where it's a bit of a competition. People will go so far as to fly to a small island off Alaska called Attu to add birds to their list. And it definitely shows the more extreme thing, which I 
I get the sense can be really fun, but I love how you, you know, through your page, make, make it seem like really accessible. You can start small. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, to hear how you, you know, welcome people into birding that way. Like how easy is it to, to get started with this? You know, I, I think for a lot of people, uh, birding can be intimidating, right? Um, sure. Because there is so much to know. And I don't care how seasoned you are, you'll never know it all, yeah. right? Whether it's you haven't traveled to this area and you never seen these birds or, you know, there's always something that, that, that you won't know. And I think for me, there was a bit of that fear factor of, mm-hmm. man, I don't know all this stuff. I'm not a professional. I'm not, you know, I haven't been doing this like my mentor Jeff for 20 plus years, you know, but I had sure. this passion. I had this passion and I was like, you know what? There are probably way more people like me than there are experts, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to be I'm going to be that person. And I always say even those experts Jesse started at their list at zero. Absolutely. Right? And, and they didn't walk into birding and they automatically knew everything. They've worked up to this point. And and for me, you know, new to it, uh, being a black man, I didn't see a lot of black birders. Like I said, Jeff was the only one that I knew at the time. It really, um, I had to break through some of my own fear of mm. like, what are people that know me going to think? <laughs> right. And, and I'm not old. I'm not young, but I, but like in the bird world, people see me and they see a young black man and they're like, What's this young black man doing, singing, dancing, and rapping in the woods, like having fun, right? <laughs> and, and for me, I was like, man, what are my people going to think? They're going to be like, this dude is into birds? Like, what? <laughs> birds thinks? Birds? Um, and, and it was like, yes, birds. So I, I really did some soul searching, and I was like, Dexter, you know, Jesse, after seeing how how being outside helped me, right? Seeing the yeah. mental health benefits, seeing the physical health benefits. I was like, I'd be selfish if I didn't share this with people. Like, that's what I kept telling myself. I kept telling myself, I'm like, I need to share this. this. This is it. This is the stuff. This is like this magic, you know, this this isn't like this, this like youth potion or something because like I started feeling good. I mean, and the, I always tell people birding isn't about the birds. There's so much to it. Like you said, with foraging, you get out yeah, there and, and it's yeah. like that vitamin D from the sun hitting you every day, right? That fresh oxygen, you know, hearing running water and seeing these prairies and like, oh my Lord, like all the other wildlife, right? And exploring and, and it just made me feel good. And I was like, I got to share this. I said, but Hmm. if I share it, I need to share it in my way. I need to be Dexter. I need to be Dexter. I have a history in the music industry. I've always enjoyed music. Um, I love it, right? So I was like, you know what? I feel so good that I feel like dancing. I might as well dance, right? Like (laughs) I might as well do some of this stuff. So I just started trying it. And like, I started a little Instagram. I had no expectations. Literally, I did it, you know? And it's like, I first started. You know, it was like 20 views, you know, 30 views, you know, maybe a month later, it's like a hundred views. And then all of a sudden I had one of my videos get shared by Karina Newsom. 
And she had like 60 something thousand followers at the time. She's beyond that now. Um, Hmm. Is she a birder as well? Yeah. And she was one of the people that helped start Black Birders Week. So this was big. And and she, at the time, she was working for the Georgia Audubon. She's now Mm. in D.C. doing doing other work um, as a naturalist in D.C. But like, you know, when you have somebody verified with, 60 some thousand <laughs> followers sharing your stuff when I had like a hundred followers as, at the time. Right. So like, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm like, why is she sharing my stuff? But like, she like sent me this message and she was like, I don't know. She was like, you are my favorite birding account. And I was like, <laughs> what? what do you mean? I was like, I'm like this newbie on the block. I don't know Jack. Right. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to explore and like, you know, have a little fun, but she's like, no, nah, Dexter, what you're doing is changing everything, right? And she's like, you don't realize what you're doing is is going to bring more people into the fold that might not think burning is for them. And that was kind of like this boost for me where I was wow. like, all right, this is legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you got something here, Dex. And, and that was kind of the birth of the Wisco Birder where I was confident, you know, and I was like, you know what? I'm not afraid anymore. You know, like this is, mm. this is who I am and I'm comfortable here. So I started sharing more and, and, and really trying to, I, letting that bird nerd fly is what yes. I like to say. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's, them, so, you know. it's so funny. I mean, you, people feel that authenticity and that genuineness. Like you said, at first you're like, yeah, is it, is it considered nerdy? Like, like Alan, who I forage with too, same thing. And we, we started making a show and we realized the more we let the, the nerd flag fly, the more people enjoyed it. And I think it just lets people be authentically themselves. And when you see that much joy, when they're singing and dancing brought to birding, it's infectious. And it, I, I have no doubt you're turning people onto this who, who wouldn't have found it, you know, any other way. That's awesome. I, I would love to to hone back in on something you said earlier, talking about when you started paying attention, you started seeing some really amazing and miraculous things. And I was wondering if you could think back, like, what were a few of those things that you saw that, that you know, made you realize there was this whole new world sort of opening up to you? Like, do you remember any any instances or moments that you were like, wow, what what is this that's going on out here that I didn't know about? Yeah, so I consider myself a lifelong learner and as I got more serious, as I as my curiosity started to really peak, I wanted to learn more. So I started joining like Facebook groups mm-hmm. um that are focused on birds in Wisconsin. And for the longest I I was just what you would call a lurker, where I was just in mm-hmm. the group, I wasn't liking, I wasn't commenting, I wasn't doing anything, but I was observing. And I was just really just blown away at this, just the beauty that was being shared in these groups, the knowledge that, that was being shared in these groups, locations, um, and what these birds were, things I had never seen before. I remember seeing this story of an osprey. And at the time, I did not know it was an osprey. So mind you, all I saw was a bird. Okay? Mm-hmm, sure. And this bird, Jesse, is flying i'm talking about just uh just just shedding straight towards the water so freaking fast i'm like it Mm. looks like a jet that's just flying (laughs) down towards the water and it's like i'm like what is happening right like i I remember just being stuck and like 
I couldn't move, and I was just watching this screen of this bird just screeching towards the water. All of a sudden, this osprey is making a beeline to the water. I'm talking about just just scorching towards the water, and all of a sudden, it locks its talons together. Right? They the mm. osprey locks its talons in this really cool way when they're about to hit the water and get their prey. I didn't know this, right? I'm just like, what is happening here? <laughs> All of a sudden, it hits the water. I'm blow. I'm like, what is happening here? This bird is about to drown. This is so crazy. <laughs> like, I was freaking out, right? I was just blown away. And no, this bird is not drowning. All, it's in the water. I'm talking about hits, goes into the water. Next thing you know, its wings start flapping and flapping and flapping. And I'm like, whoa, this thing comes out of the water with this huge trout and flies away like it was nothing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I was done. I said, I was like, yes, I'm a birder. I'm going to learn everything (laughs) about every bird that I can ever find. And then next thing you know, I find out it's an osprey. And an osprey lives here in Wisconsin, right? Uh. I was like, wait a minute. So I can actually see that bird too here near me where I live. I was like, no way, no way, no way. Like I didn't even want to believe it. So I remember sending the video. It was a video that I saw in the group and I sent it to Jeff. And I'm like, Jeff, dude, look at this, man. Like I found the coolest thing ever. Remember I said he was my bird guy. Right. I sent Jeff the video. He's like, that is so cool. Check this out. He sends me an email, Jesse, of all the photos of ospreys he's photographed. Oh my himself. gosh. Amazing. I was done. I was, I was <laughs> again, emoji, head exploding. I said, wait a minute. Not only have you seen one of these, you've seen a bunch of them and you photographed them. Mm. I was, I was just like, I was like, I, I need more. 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 And it's so crazy. It was the osprey. That was the one that that I just I couldn't stop paying attention after that. And if anybody has paid attention to our club, the logo of our club is the osprey. Uh, and it's one of the oh, it's perfect. actually a rendering. An artist rendered down and recreated one of the photographs that Jeff sent me. Uh, and, and, and we made that into our logo because. That's how much it means. And and it's it's our spirit animal. I remember we we met, Jeff and I met, um, just started going birding and and he reached out and we're out birding and this was Juneteenth of 2020. And mm. we're just out birding and we're just having a blast. And I had we're a few years into this thing. When I met Jeff was in 2010. So this is over mm, this okay. a decade later. Um, so let you know how, how we stayed in contact, that relationship and, um, how long he was nurturing this in me that, I mean, you're talking a decade, right? Yeah, before, yeah. before anybody even knows who the Wisco birder is. So, um, <laughs> uh, that, that's how important this was and, and, and the journey, but, um, we decided to, to share this and, and start to try to build a club together. And sure enough, yeah, I tell this story and people they 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 don't believe it we have tons of witnesses <laughs> i tell that osprey story at our first event and guess what the first bird we saw at our first event was oh no it appeared for you didn't it 
It did. And guess uh. what else and, and guess what else it did? Don't tell me it went in the water. Come on. It snatched a huge <laughs> carp out of the water in front of tw almost 20 people at our first event. Everybody uh, looked at me like I was some, like, shaman or some bird. Oh, my dude. God. Like, they're like, no way. I'm like, oh, I I was like, the rest of that, like, I was just like that's our spirit animal. Uh, like, I got like, this chills. Is, this, is too, this is too good to be true. Uh, and, and it was Mother Nature. I tell Mother Nature was listening and, and, and like, look, man, this is this is legit, guys. And I remember looking at Jeff and I'm like, this is meant to be, bro. Absolutely. This is meant to be. It's crazy. I've I've heard stories like that. And it's insane how the natural world will put things in your path like that, right? It, it's hard to believe, but it keeps happening. It's amazing. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I'm so like, you know, I love how you bring it and you bring birding and make it feel so accessible. You can start anywhere. You can start in your backyard. But I'm also curious to hear... You know, once you do get into it, there's this like thrill of the treasure hunt component, right? I feel that with foraging all the time. Like you're going out and mm -hmm. looking for this thing and that that thrill of the hunt is its own kind of joy too before <laughs> you ever find what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, and I, I read about you, this time you started driving across the state to find a specific species. <laughs> I, I, tell me about like those kind of adventures. Like how yeah. fun are those and, and what's one that sticks out in your mind? Oh yeah, so the the big one is the yellow-headed blackbird, right? Okay, okay. That was another bird that I saw in one of the groups and I just remember just being blown away. Again, like this bird is so freaking beautiful, right? Like I was just like <laughs> it looks so tropical. It has a yellow head and black body and these white spots on the wings and the sound of it, it's like this rusty door opening in the background is so unique where I was just like, I need to see this thing, right? Mm. And there's a local conservancy where I live that's within 10 minutes of my house. And as you walk through this conservancy, they have these, these markers through it that kind of talk about the history of it. And one of the markers had the yellow-headed blackbird on it. And not only did I see it in a group and I was intrigued, but now I was like, wait a minute, this thing used to breed basically in my backyard, but now it's gone. Mm. Um, so what had happened was the lake had got drained and they were they were using it for farming for so many years. So basically they mm. took away the habitat where I these see. birds uh, would breed, so they never came back. That That's basically mm. what happened. The lake is back now. They're maintaining it beautifully. It's a beautiful spot, but the yellow-headed blackbird has never returned. Um, and I didn't understand that at the time. I kept looking for it. I was like, <laughs> oh, I see this thing. I kept going back to that same spot, same spot, hoping one day that I would see one. Um, and I figured out this thing is just gone, right? Like it, it's not coming back. But the blessing on the other side of that is I started seeing so much other stuff, right? Mm. Um, so it, it wasn't like I was frustrated. It was more, I was just curious. I wanted to see this yellow-headed blackbird. Uh, so I, once again, started exploring and seeing people, oh, I spotted it here or I spotted it there. And that took me to even bigger uh, natural areas across the state and had me exploring places like the largest cattail, the, the largest freshwater cattail marsh in America, 
uh, mm. Horicon Marsh, right? So I went up there. They breed there. I'm looking for them there. Um, I go up to another place um, in north, northern, northwest Wisconsin, kind of. Um, it's called Stevens Point. Uh, this this spot called the Buena Vista Grasslands, which is another place that people were seeing uh, these birds. So I'm traveling all through, <laughs> trying to find it, trying to find it. And then next thing, and so I'm striking out, right? Uh, I'm striking out, I'm striking out, I'm not finding it. But next thing you know, somebody posts that they spotted one within 15 minutes of my house. And oh, I was wow. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I, I go out and, and I explore this place and, and it's such a weird place because it's these, it's called the Vienna waterfowl, uh, production area. And it's just like these like ponds that are literally on the side of a highway. Huh. It's not really like a birding place. And, and I think that's probably why the birds like it because people really can't explore the area. Um, there's tons of cattails. Uh, they got the marsh environment. It's protected. And sure enough, I, I park. I try to find a, a decent place to park that was safe and off the highway, obviously. And I get out of the car and I hear like this rusty sound, like this, like this rusty door sound from a distance. And I immediately, my antennas went up. I was like, that's it. I was like, that that was it. So I was like, okay. Um, I just kept listening again, and I heard it again, and, and the, the noise got closer. And next thing you know, it was loud. And, then I was, and I start turning, I start turning, and I see the yellow-headed blackbird within 20 feet of me. Wow. And I remember this was even beyond Osprey like feeling I freaked out. <laughs> I really freaked out because I was like driving two hours here, two and a half here, 45 minutes, hour here, yeah. trying to find this bird. And here it is 15 minutes from my house, right right in front of me. And there were not just one, I ended up seeing a few that day. And, and I was even the female and I was just like, holy cow. I called my mom and my mom was not, she's not, she wasn't at the time, she wasn't really into birding, but she was really uh, intrigued at my new love for it mm. because my grandpa was a birder. No way. And, yeah. And, and she was like, yeah, your grandpa used to take us out and tell us to listen, just to mm. listen and pay attention. Uh, they'd go camping or they'd do different things and he would tell them just to listen. Um, and he would, and he had his binoculars, and and when he passed away, she gave me those binoculars. So that that was my first pair of binoculars, and I here I am in my grandpa's binoculars, nice. looking at this yellow-headed blackbird, um, and and I was just I was over I was overwhelmed with bird joy at that time, and I just remember, oh, mom, I found a <laughs> yellow-headed blackbird, I found it, I found it, I found it. Uh, and she drove out. She drove no out way. to where oh, I cool. was. Yeah, because she was so like happy for me. And, <laughs> and that was the day where she said, I want to be a birder too. Um, ah, so I started, started bringing my mom out with me, man. And, and she became my road dog, man. <laughs> she would drive with me here and there. And, and, and now she, she has binoculars and hiking boots. And yes. it's kind of become our thing, right? Like the, this mom, dad, like, mom son 
um, bonding moments and, and, and probably I, 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 and I hate to speak for her, but I think it's probably like the thing we both look forward most doing together mm. um, because we are exploring the new and, and, and it's been really, really cool. And we've been chasing snowy owls and different things together. Oh, wow. It's just been awesome. It's been awesome. That's so cool. It's it's like you're out doing this thing, which is fun in the moment, but then afterwards you realize, oh, this is also helping me breathe more fresh air, get more exercise, get closer to friends and family or people you're doing it with. It's like it <laughs> it's like it to borrow from the karate kid, it miyagi'd you, right? Where it's like you think you're doing <laughs> one thing and then you you find out you learn this whole other thing, you didn't even realize it at the time. And speaking of like the miyagi <laughs> you, it's like I read you, you know, you, you said, I think on your channel, like what it has taught you and maybe you don't even realize it in the moment, but that this can teach you patience, right? And mm. gratitude and joy. And I'm wondering if you could share what else you think birding has taught you along the way. Yeah. You know, being running the club with, you know, it's been a year for me now and leading, leading birders and, and trying to create an experience that they can enjoy. I always try to remind them that birding isn't about the birds. And I think a lot of times people are kind of shocked when I tell them that because it's so much bigger than the birds. Um, it is the mental health benefits, right? Nature is healing. It really is. And, and when you're out there, it allows you to really understand your place in this universe and understand that everything we do infects this, you know, impacts the environment and everything that we do to the environment impacts the wildlife that live in it. And I always try to remind them that, yes, there's so much more to it. The birds are the bonus. The birds <laughs> are the bonus um, because not only do you get physical health benefits from hiking, you know, like, I mean, sometimes, Jesse, I'll be out and I'll look up and I've done six miles of hiking <laughs> and have yeah. no clue, right? Like, right, <laughs> like, yeah. What? The whole day just gone, right? Like, and I'm uh -huh. like, uh -huh. I leave early in the morning and I'm literally coming home when the sun's going down sometimes. And, and it's like, I don't feel it, you know? Like, it's just, it, you just kind of notice, like, this is this is good for me. Um, But the patience part, right? Think mm -hmm. about striking out when you're so excited to see something, but you don't see it. Sure. It really makes you just be like, all right, woosah, Dex. <laughs> so, someday you're going to see it, you know? And, and there are those people that are super competitive. And like you even mentioned, they're chasing this bird and they're chasing it. And it's all about the list, all about the list and getting that next one and getting that next one. And I've adopted a, a completely different mentality of, I'm going to see it eventually. Mm, <laughs> like yeah. that's kind of how I feel. And I just try to live in that moment, you know, being mindful that it's not about this one bird. There's going to be so many other things that are going to benefit not only me, but what I might see, you know, you never know what you might see. You might go looking for something else. Right. And then see something you've never seen also. So it's just kind of like, I've taken that mentality of like, you know what, unless it's super, super rare and it's in my area, I'm not going to freak out about it because I feel like I bird enough and I have so much love for what I do that eventually I'm going to, I'm going to see it. So I try to tell people that too, when we go out birding, don't beat yourself up over things, right? Don't beat mm -hmm. yourself up 
If you see something and you don't recognize it, that's not what it's about. We always tell people, if you see a bird pointed out, you're being helpful. You don't need to know what you're looking at. We can help you uh, figure that out. Um, and we try to take that pressure off. I think so many times people think that they need to know everything. They need the fancy equipment. They need No, you don't need any of that. You're a birder just by paying attention. And I think that's yeah. really, really important, really important um, because people they, they think they need to have all the bells and whistles that they need to, you know, they, they just need to know everything. And, and a lot of the traditional birding spaces are set up like that, um, where it, they shush people and tell them to be quiet. Oh, wait, you can't. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you, tell, <laughs> you would never be shushed at one of my events. I'll tell you that because uh, I probably see more birds than all those people. And right. guess who's singing and dancing and rapping in the woods and <laughs> celebrating and clapping because they saw something new? This guy. Right? right. So, I, I, you know, we're trying to show people, man, stop. You know, like the, this is about fun. And I think that that speaks to that accessibility part of it, too, mm -hmm. where people mm -hmm. can see themselves in the way that we go about it. Right. They can see themselves doing that. They can see themselves. Um, if you can see it, you can be it. Right. Um, and, mm -hmm. and I think that's really, really important. Um, so. That that's uh, I'm gonna get off of that soapbox, but uh, you know, shout out to all those pro, you know, more traditional birders. But y'all gotta chill a little bit, man. <laughs> well, no, I think honestly, I think that's a great note to to take us out because, you know, I'm assuming a, a lot of our our listeners, I think, have maybe dabbled in this stuff, but are probably pretty new to it. And I would love it if you could just maybe take us out by talking us through we're totally new to this and just i love how you you set this up if you can go birding if tell us what to do could you just like lead us first and foremost realize you do not need to be a pro okay you do not need to be a pro the second thing i will tell you to do is just look for movement the birds are gonna be moving everywhere when you're out and about. They're gonna be in the sky. They're gonna be in the trees. They're gonna be in the bushes. They're gonna be on the ground. They're gonna be in the water. Um, so look for movement. And the last thing is just follow the music. Listen for the music. Birds have some amazing, amazing songs and calls. Um, and if you just listen for the music, you're gonna hear sounds that you've never heard before. You're gonna hear bird calls that you've never heard before. And it's gonna really allow you to lock in on areas. And that's where you can really kind of tie it in and say, all right, now I'm hearing something here. I'm gonna be patient and I'm gonna look for the move. So that's what I would say is take the pressure off yourself. Realize you don't need to be a pro. Focus on the movement and follow the music. If you're ready to get out there and experience all that bird joy has to offer, follow along with Dexter's birding adventures and tips on Instagram at WiscoBurger. And if you're in the Madison, Wisconsin area, you can even get out with Dexter by joining up with the BIPOC Birding Club of Wisconsin. Open Air Humans is a production of Credo Nonfiction. See and hear more at credononfiction.com. And we'd love to see and hear from you. 
As part of Open Air Humans, we're collecting something we call Open Air Diaries. We'd love a simple story from you about a moment you were out in nature and became awestruck. Tell us about a time you experienced something that made you feel a deeper or more profound connection to the world around you. If you'd be so kind to record that story on your phone is great, and email that audio file to openairhumans at gmail.com. We'll be collecting these and playing one at the end of each episode moving forward. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us and sharing your life with us out here in the open air. Mm-hmm.